Hi, hello, and welcome to K Out and About, a podcast about my random travel occurrences. This is season one, episode one, The Inspiration. And this episode is coming to you from Sevilla in Spain, where I'm here actually working. But over this weekend, I've been walking around town and I am a little bit knackered. So apologies if I sound a little bit tired. Um, someone asked me recently why I travel. And it did take me by surprise because I didn't really understand the question. And I just asked back, like, what do you mean, why? How can you not travel? Since I was little, it was obvious to me that traveling, you know, will be or should be at least part of life. My favorite pastime game, I'm, I'm an only child, so I did spend a lot of time by myself playing, um, was having a travel agency called Voyage Voyage. And people around my age will probably remember a French song from uh, 1989, I think it was, called Voyage Voyage. Well, there's my inspiration. Um, growing up in Poland in the 80s meant that traveling was uh, limited, to say the least. I mean, you could go to Bulgaria, to Hungary, um, Eastern Germany, uh, Soviet Union maybe, but that's that's pretty much it. Uh, my mom has been to Turkey, you know, uh, out of the blue, but that's a story for a separate episode. Uh, so how did I get the bug, actually? Mm. I think it all started with books, like most of the amazing things in life. Um, I do have time here to mention only one. It was a series um, of books about a boy called Tomek. Um, and I think in the first book, he was about 14. So imagine a book of series like, you know, Harry Potter and his magic. Well, when I was growing up, I had Tomek Wilmowski and his travels. The book is set in... Early 1900s, beginning of the 20th century, um, at the time, I do need to give you a little bit of um, history background. There was no Poland at the time. Um, we got divided between the Russian, German and Austro-Hungarian empires. This is a very uh, huge simplification. But at that time, there was uh, no Poland. Um, Tomek's father, um, he agitated against the Tsar and had to leave the country to avoid arrest and prison in Siberia. Um, his mother died soon after the father left, and Tomek was living with his aunt, uncle, and their kids. And one day, this mystery man shows up and uh, tells the boy that he can be reunited with his father if he wants to. Uh, his father and this mysterious man, they worked for a German guy called um, Karl Hagenbeck, and apparently, according to Wikipedia, that was a real person. Um, he owned uh, zoological gardens um, all over the world. So the father's and the mysterious guy's job was to travel, take measurements. They, are, they were trained in geography and collect specimens of the fauna and flora for the zoos. And keep in mind, it was a different era, um, although I do have to stress that they always had preservation in mind. Um, the idea of preservation was a slightly different um, 100 years ago. Uh, well, not even 100. Uh, when I read, you know, for the first time those books, I, you know, I took them um, at face value. Only when reading them again a few years ago, I was a bit shocked by some of the ideas because the world has changed and my world has changed as well. 
and a lot of things um, in last few decades, some of them obviously got uh, even got into Poland. Um, and I did look at those books with um, slightly different eyes. And um, quick digression and a fair warning, it will be about race issues. Um, so my personal trainer in London once asked me also about traveling and I told him about those books and how my own views have changed over the years because that, that was something that surprised me. And um, obviously most of the books mention natives in different places like Australia, Africa, United States, Latin America, etc. So when my favorite protagonist was in Africa, for example, of course they were hiring um, truckers and porters from local villages. And there was a tiny patronizing tone when describing how they taught them English or various practical things to make their lives better. And the intention, the underlying intention, was right. It was just the tone might have been a little bit weird to our ears today. However, uh, for example, they had to deal with um, different kind of shamans and a lot of superstitions. So they would show... Um, people simple tricks to get them on their side as in look we're powerful so it's okay um, to help us to go uh, with us and explore and obviously in those days everybody they hired from local villages you know for example in Africa all the men were black so reading about it as a kid I did not think twice I mean it was the 1900s it was the beginning of 1900s but then reading it um, later in 2010, well, I did read it slightly um, differently. And uh, I mean, what else did you expect in, in those days? So Chris, my personal trainer, who is black himself, he looked at me and said, well, sorry, but only a bunch of white dudes could go on a bloody expedition. And of course they had to pay us to go anywhere. Otherwise, why the fuck would we? Only white people have enough time and money on their hands to go and fucking explore. Thinking about it, um, yeah, he did have a point. Uh, white people had money and time on their hands. They didn't have to worry about, well, some of them, didn't have to worry about basic stuff. So going back to the, to the story, to the books, um, Tomek, the young lad, uh, growing up, because uh, ob obviously he joined his father, um, he visited almost every continent, and luckily for me, already in the first book, he meets a young Australian girl um, who isn't afraid of some adventures herself, and she reappears in some uh, later books. Um, so I also had a female character to relate to. And oh my God, the adventures they had. And I read those books so many times, I actually felt I have been there with them in, in all those places. Uh, some of the descriptions I knew by heart. So this is how it started for me. And till this day, every time somebody mentions uh, a place or a trip, I want to go there. And my main reason is because I haven't been there yet. And of course, there's some exceptions. Um, I did have a slightly shitty experience in Egypt, so I won't be going back there soon. Uh, but still, and again, um, something you, most of you probably don't know about me, um, I'm not a crazy person. I travel very reasonably and responsibly, meaning if the country is very exotic and I don't speak the language, I normally go with a group. Um, but we were talking about living abroad. Um, so a bit about me. I lived in a few different countries and the number changes um, 
depending on how you define living abroad. Because, for example, um, I spent a month um, in Paris, I think it was 1999. Uh, we were taking care, me and, um, and a friend of mine, we were taking care of uh, someone's flat. And, you know, we kind of lived there. We, we went shopping, we were cooking, um, but of course we were sightseeing as well. And, oh my God, the amount of museums I've seen in that month. I can't go to a museum right now and just not be tired after half an hour. It just broke me. Um, but yeah, let's say I lived in about five different countries. Um, so what is actually living abroad? Like, how, how do you define it? Like, do you have to have the intent of moving? Uh, people, when they think about moving abroad, they usually think long term. But it doesn't have to be long term. Um, what if you decide to go for a month? Like, for example, I, you know, I went to Paris or you and you're doing a course, a scholarship or something else. So is that living abroad? And um, some of it I would uh, definitely categorize as, as yeah, as living uh, abroad, because that's what it is, um, according to me. If you have an honest intention to, to get to know the country's culture and not just sightseeing or lying for a beach on a month, well, that's a holiday. Um, but if you want to get to know the life there, I would say if, if you were somewhere for about a month and actively interacted with people, like, I don't know, maybe you worked, you studied, you volunteered... I would say you probably can call that um, living abroad. Um, even though you might have plans to move somewhere else afterwards or, or go back home. Um, and this is, of course, again, my own definition. You're more than welcome to, to disagree. Um, so the tale of my living abroad definitely won't be in chronological order. It's, it's not the most important thing in the world. Uh, what I will start with, however, is a cultural shock during the first time I left Europe. And a trip that I think, in a way, actually changed the course of my life. Um, however, that is it for today. The next episode is titled The Biggest One. And get your mind out of the gutter and you know who you are. Thanks for listening and until next time.